You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Own Podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media, and we're a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. So thank you to all of you for joining us this week. We're so glad that you're here, whether you're a longtime listener or perhaps you're brand new to the show. If you are, welcome. Hit that subscribe button while you're here. We'd love to have you back each and every Tuesday for another great episode all year long. Uh, I am your host for the show. I'm also the lead correspondent at AHLReport.com. My name is Amy Johnson, and I'm joined in the studio each and every week by my tremendous co-host. He's our president, founder, and editor-in-chief across all of our Rocket Sports Media publications, and his name is Rick Stevens. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right, thanks. About, um, by my calculations, about 40 days away from the very first exhibition game between the Canadians and the New Jersey Devils. I'm sorry, that's not long enough. <laughs> my to-do, my summer to-do list is still quite long. Well, of course, count back that. That's the start of the exhibition schedule. Before that, there will be uh, the full training camp. Before that, there will there will be the rookie camp. Um, so I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Time. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be here before you know it. It really is. Uh, it's starting to be like really looking at. Okay, got to really start getting ready for next season because it's going to be here in the blink of an eye. So we have to enjoy these these few days uh, that we have. Yeah, as we get ready for the season and. Um, I, I just had a glimpse at the National Day calendar. Oh, boy. There's Did you find something good for today? There's something for me, and there's something for you. Why does this frighten me? <laughs> well, um, there, there, yesterday, I think you missed out on Lemon Meringue Pie Day, which you might have been interested in. Oh, seriously? That was yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. I'm actually, like, in the next couple of weeks i just got my recipe out for i'm gonna be making a lemon meringue pie in the next couple of weeks like that's bizarre that's weird but today uh there are two days as i said one for me one for you today is first national roller coaster day oh i love me a good roller coaster i know i'm not crazy about love it and the other is yeah national rum day wow so the, I bet even if it wasn't, you would have just said it was National well, Rum Day. It's, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like Burger Day or... Pie Day. Pie Day, yeah. 
I no, like but- rum, just not like I'm not like a rum and coke girl, but I like rum drinks, like tropical rum drinks. Punch rum punch. Rum punch. Yeah. yeah. Um rum punch. Uh any just about anything with coconut rum in it, I like. Uh white rum. Definitely like I'm not a spiced rum person. I think that's I think that's the problem. I think is that we'll make notes here. Malibu rum, yes. Spiced rum, Cap- no. I, yeah. Captain and Captain Coke like is not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly with spiced rum. Um, so I do I like I like some rum drinks. Some I don't. Well, for today, for the occasion, for National Rum Day, I've got a little bit of a uh, some sipping rum here. Oh, really? A little sipping rum. Oh, I, well, I'll have to remember that for next week that we can bring booze to the show. El Dorado, 15 year aged sipping room. Really? So we'll, we'll see how I am by the end of the show. But Well, then I guess I'm bringing the gin next week. Um, oh, or the lemon meringue pie. Well, no, because you'll eat the lemon meringue pie. Probably. Yeah. We have a fun show for you today. Yes, there is. there's news happening. Uh, in our first segment, we're just going to get you up to date on uh, some prospect news, uh, NCAA and World Junior updates. Uh, and then in our second segment, um, you saw that the uh, title of this week's show is Familiar Faces, New Roles. And there's a couple of people in the hockey world, uh, one of which is actually a f- former formerly associated with the Montreal Canadiens, who are appearing around the NHL in a new format. And we just wanted to kind of bring attention to that and talk a little bit about about their new roles. Uh, And uh, also have an interesting sound clip from a player from the Winnipeg Jets, believe it or not. Um, But it kind of lends itself a bit to some of our philosophy of why we do the things the way that we do here at rocket sports that uh we think you might be interested in so um kind of a fun second segment i'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah me too uh first off uh just to take the care of the news um in habs prospects world uh talking about the ncaa and prospects um august 15th was the date for drafted college players um, whose signing rights were about to expire. The Montreal Canadiens actually had one person on this list. It was a list that was put out by Cap Friendly. Um, and if if these uh, if if the players on the list didn't sign with their respective draft respective drafted teams by August fifteenth, they would risk losing their signing rights. Um, now a bunch of them have the option due to COVID-19 to return to the NCAA for a fifth season um, because of, of COVID shutdowns. And if the player decides to do that, then the club gets to retain their players' rights for an additional year. Um, and that would be the case with uh, Rick, the the prospect who who was on this deadline list for the Montreal Canadiens. We're talking about Brett Stapley. Brett Stapley... Uh, 23-year-old player, uh, drafted by the Montreal Canadiens in 2018, seventh-round pick in 2018. Um, He's, as you say, NCAA player. He's played for the University of Denver for the last four years um, and could, has the option, um, was given the option to return for a fifth 
NCAA season. And that's because the, uh, the 2020, 2021 season, it, it consisted of 13 games for, um, Brett Stapley and the Denver Pioneers. We remember Brett Stapley played a key role um, in the in the uh, Frozen Four Championship. Uh, the Denver Pioneers won the NCAA championship. A uh, great way uh, to cap off a very good season. He had 43 points in 41 games. Um, but I, we're not sure what's going on there because... Uh, we expected to see Brett Stapley at the Montreal Canadiens development camp. Didn't receive an invitation. He was not there. That was our first inkling that something was up. Um, and it looks like, well, we don't have any news that he has a commitment uh, to go back for, to Denver. Um, we don't know if he's looking for a pro mm-hmm. contract. Uh, won't be with uh, the Canadians necessarily. He would become a free agent. Um, and, and well, the, the Canadians can, can still, uh, sign him to a, a free agent contract, but that, that seems unlikely at this point. Um, so with the, the number of prospects, um, Jeff Gorton and, and Ken Hughes are weeding some of these out. And I, I, I guess that, uh, Brett Stapley is, is going to be one that they decide not to retain his rights. He, he was removed from the, the reserve list. Um, as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult situation. It's kind of a strange situation given, uh, how well he played last year, given that he was part of that championship team, um, was always talked about as, as being one of the leaders on that team. Um, but it looks like he'll be leaving the Montreal Canadiens organization. Other Habs prospects are still in hockey action, uh, in Western Canada, as the 2022 uh, rescheduled World Junior Championship uh, continues to march on, they've actually finished um, the round robin, the qualifying play, and so quarterfinals are now set. Before we get to that, though, the, the Rick, the some of the prospects have have looked pretty good. Others have been a little frustrating at times to watch, uh, but. I would say, again, I know I said this uh, on Saturday when I was on the Canadians Connection with you, uh, Jan Mishak still impressing me as the best of the of the five Habs prospects at the World Juniors right now. No doubt. And and we should say that all five prospects are still in the action. Uh, they are. Yeah, each one of their teams um, moved on to the quarterfinals in Finland, in Canada, in Czechia. Um, but yes, it's John Mishak. John Mishak has been the best of the group. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been unfortunate for, uh, Riley Kidney, mm. uh, hasn't got into much action. No. Um, for Finland, Kapanen and Nermi there, Nermi's getting, um, I, I think some people are surprised with, with, uh, how well he's played. And Joshua Waugh, uh, of course, for Team Canada. Uh, big headlines there as he started the, the uh, tournament on the first line with um, Mason McTavish, Connor Bedard. That line, that, those, that pairing has been tearing it up. Uh, Joshua Waugh, not a very good fit. He's been dropped to the third line and uh, is finding some chemistry with uh, DeForest. So... Um, and centered by Ridley Gregg, who's been tremendous. He's been uh, he's been great uh, through the tournament, uh, and adding that 
kind of physical dimension and uh, work ethic drive, driving to the net. Um, so it's it's uh, probably a better place for Joshua Bois to be. Absolutely. So the quarterfinal matchups are set. That's going to take place whew, four games uh, on Wednesday, August 17th. Uh, the Finns versus the Germans, the Swedes versus Latvia. I have to be happy for Latvia. I mean, unfortunate for them that they're going to go up against Sweden. But um, for Latvia to make it into the quarterfinals is a really big deal. Um, and I, I, I have to be happy for them. And on the flip side, tough for Sol- Slovakia, who mm-hmm. were, of course, the, the entire country was celebrating uh, the NHL entry draft. Uh, two Slovaks going 1-2. Um, and Slavkovsky and Nemec, and then uh, Mashar in the first round as well. And but unfortunately, uh, they are not. Uh, they were expected to, but not in the medal round uh, this time for the World Juniors. If only Slavkovsky and Mashar had been allowed to play. Nemec was there. The he end, was, but yeah. uh, but neither the Habs uh, draft picks were there. Uh, then the Canadians uh, primetime game, 7 p.m. Eastern Canada will take on Switzerland. And then the U.S. will be taking on Czechia, Jan Mishak and Czechia late night on Wednesday night. So those are the matchups, the quarterfinal matchups. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how all of that uh, kind of shakes out. Sweden, Latvia, I think uh, I think that's going to be most likely an easy advancement for Sweden to the semis. Um and we'll see about Finland, Germany. Uh, you know, the Finns had a lot of trouble with Team Canada last night. So they they were very good until they met Team Canada, and yeah. and at times they were the better team in the in the game against Canada. They, as far as possession went, uh, they just didn't convert their chances in the way the the quick strike offense that uh, that Canada has. Um, the U S has been very dominant, mm-hmm. very speedy, um, and so. That's going to be an interesting game against Czechia as well. Absolutely. Always fun to watch. It really is. It's such great hockey. Um, the, the, the players, just you can tell how competitive they are and how much they love this tournament, even if it's being played in August right now. Uh, so fun to watch. Uh, quarterfinals taking place all throughout the day on Wednesday, August 17th. Semifinals are at 4 and 8 p.m. on Friday, and then the bronze and gold medal games will take place on Saturday. Uh, So World Juniors will wrap up by the end of the week. And then, really, uh, we'll be eyeing the quick approach a couple weeks after that of the first rookie camps uh, starting. So it's uh, going to all turn around very quickly uh, once the World Juniors wraps up at the end of this week. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about familiar faces in new roles and uh, some other news here at Rocket Sports. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the Press Zone podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. So glad that you are back with us for episode 269 of the Press Zone podcast. Don't forget uh, to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. Uh, You can do that on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, or you can even just go right into the player on our website and hit the subscribe button from there. Really, if you enjoy this show, uh, if you enjoy uh, either of the podcasts here at Rocket Sports, either this this po- uh, program or Canadians Connection, uh, if you enjoy it, if you want more of uh, what it is that we do here with our podcast here on the show, uh, the best way that you could really help us out is just to share our content, share the podcast on your social media platforms. Just hit the share button right there in in the player and uh, put it out there on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Instagram, whatever your preferred social media platform is, um, and just uh, make uh, help other people see and and come be part of what we're doing here at Rocket Sports Media. Um, also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. You can follow the podcast at the Press Zone, and uh, we'll be sure to keep you informed on every little thing as it uh, as the summer winds down. Including news like this, uh, a couple familiar faces around the hockey world uh, popping up in new ways for this upcoming season. Uh, Rick, it was, uh, it was very interesting to discover, uh, you know, we've, we, Paul Maurice's exit from the Winnipeg, this is kind of the Winnipeg Jets segment, actually, All right. <laughs> in a roundabout way, didn't intend for it to be, but um you know, Paul Maurice's exit as head coach from the Winnipeg Jets was uh, was a little surprise, more than a little surprising to some in the way and the manner in which he decided to step down uh, in, in mid-season. Um, on his own terms. On his own terms. And just, hey, uh, this, uh, it's, I, th- I just think it's time for me to go. Um, and that my team needs a new voice. My players need a new voice. Yeah. That was fascinating. He's a, he's a smart guy really in tune with with players and just said, you know what, it's time for someone else to come in. Absolutely. And so, as we know, uh, he has been rehired as a as a head coach in the NHL, but this time for the Florida Panthers, uh, getting set to take over the helm of that team uh, coming into uh, into this fall. And it was announced this week that he's finally decided on the remaining assistant coaches who will join him behind the bench for the Panthers. 
And none other than Sylvain Lefebvre is one of them. And uh, I'm quite, uh, quite pleased to see Sly getting uh, a new opportunity. Uh, he's kind of been out of the game a bit for a couple of years because of COVID. Uh, he had been all set to join the Columbus Blue Jackets coaching staff in the NHL a couple of years ago. And then, uh, you know, there were some, some issues there, pandemic-related issues that, that caused that to fall through. Uh, but now we see him emerge again, and uh, sure enough, the former Laval St. John's Hamilton uh, AHL head coach for the Montreal Canadiens uh, will be coaching once again in the NHL with Paul Maurice and the Florida Panthers. Lots of experience there. 15 years of, of coaching experience uh, in both the AHL and the NHL. Of course, in the AHL, he was a head coach. Um, and, and after leaving, um, the Canadians organization went to, uh, the San Diego Gulls and, and, uh, spent three years there. As you said, he took a year off, um, that year that he was supposed to be with Columbus and now back, uh, to the NHL as an assistant coach. He had been an assistant coach in the NHL, uh, for three years with Colorado and did rather well then. And, and of course, uh, he had, um, Colorado was one of, his stops on his playing career, uh, 940 some odd games, uh, and a Stanley cup along the way, uh, experienced as a player, experienced as a coach. He'll do great in Florida. Absolutely. Can't wait to see what he and Paul Maurice and the rest of the coaches are able to do, uh, with a team that is certainly not coming off a shabby season last year whatsoever. Uh, so, uh, an exciting kind of way to start a new coaching regime, uh, for a franchise that, didn't end with a bad season and had to can everyone and, and start from scratch again. It'll be interesting. This is, this is a very different kind of dynamic for a new set of coaches to come into. So uh, it'll be fun to watch what they do and, and best of luck to Sylvan. Uh, we always had tremendous um, conversations with him and, and a work great working relationship with him. And, and we just wish him the best of luck. Well, I do remember telling him he has the second uh, strongest handshake. handshake. That oh, I, absolutely. That, and and he only loses out to Jean Beliveau in, <laughs> on that list. And he, I, when I told him that, he was he was happy to be number two <laughs> following Beliveau. Absolutely, yes. Sylvain has a very very uh, affirmative handshake, <laughs> very assertive handshake for sure. Um, so okay, continuing the 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 Winnipeg Jets theme here a little bit. Um, Jets fans and and Canadian. Hockey viewers who watch TSN are well familiar with Sarah Orleski. Um, and, and, and frankly, even if you're a CFL fan and, and watch the Blue Bombers at all. Um, and Sarah Orleski is, is one of the Canadian sport, you know, hockey commentators and, and anchors and analysts uh, that we have a lot of respect for here at Rocket Sports. Uh, just the way she carries herself, her intelligence and, and what she does. And was really delighted to find today the news that came out that the Winnipeg Jets have gone and snatched up Sarah Orleski all for themselves, uh, being hired as the Winnipeg Jets uh, senior host and producer. And so she's going to be providing the Jets fans with exclusive content, um, analysis, behind-the-scenes uh, types of contents across all of their multimedia platforms, one-on-one uh, -on -one interviews and things like that. I think this is, a, this is a tremendous opportunity for Sarah, but I also think this is 
absolutely a great pickup by Winnipeg. And this is what I would love to see more teams doing is going out and finding uh, some of the, you know, the, the, the national or regional TV broadcasters who kind of do a little bit of everything for and, and, and bring them on and give your team this professional polished look of someone who really understands uh, how to, how to interview well and, and how to create content that's engaging for viewers to watch and has a good rapport with the community already. I think this is going to be a slam dunk for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I've admired uh, her coverage for a long time. Um, as you said, she's very intelligent. She's professional. Uh, she's honest. She's objective. She's hardworking. And and sadly, that's what a journalist that's what a journalist is supposed to be. <laughs> but right. sadly, a lot of those qualities are missing in in today's uh, journalism. But she has them um, in spades for sure. Um, working uh, for TSN for um, providing coverage uh, of the Jets, providing coverage of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and she she'll uh, she'll do a great job in her new role with the Jets. And and it's interesting, uh, you mentioned Jets connections. Uh, we know it was the Vegas Golden Knights who tapped into the Winnipeg market uh, to, to bring on in a similar role to, I think what Sarah's going to have to bring in Darren Millard, um, in, to be a, an intermission host and do features and, and along with Gary Lawless, again, a Winnipeg, uh, uh, connection. Um, Gary was a, a journalist with the Winnipeg free press. Those two set up shop in Vegas and are doing really great coverage there. And uh, another Winnipegger is is uh, is in the spotlight today uh, for this uh, announcement with the Jets. What I love about this too is, you know, we talk, both of us have have described uh, a lengthy list of qualities of why we have so much respect for Sarah Orleski as someone working in sports media, and it a lot of it correlates with a, a conversation that we had on last Saturday's Canadians connection podcast. Uh, it was a great show in case you missed it. I got to sub in as co-host with Michael Spinella out of town on that day. Uh, and so Rick and I had, had the opportunity to answer uh, listener and, and reader questions in the all Habs mailbag on Canadians connection last week. Um, it's a really fun episode. You should go check it out at canadiansconnection.fm if you haven't done so already. Lots of questions about the Habs and trades and the upcoming season and so forth. But a fun question that I got to answer was someone had asked about uh, how I got into sports media and what advice I would have for um, anyone aspiring to become a, a hockey journalist or a sports journalist. And a lot of the things that I listed in, in my response to that on the podcast last week are exactly the things that we just said about Sarah Orleski. And so for me, she's, and she's why I support her so much. Um, and, and why I, I think that she's just a great example of, as you said, of, of what a sports journalist really should, should be and, and what kind of characteristics they should have. And so, um, and it's uh, it's it's she stands out because um, because that those qualities are so rare. You you see on on the one extreme, uh, the the folks that are looking for the gotcha, uh, you know the mm-hmm. the badgering kind of questions, 
um, the unprofessional, you know, think of, of, of uh, Larry Brooks with the New York Post and his interactions with John Tortorella. And, and yes, Larry Brooks got exactly what he wanted, uh, those blow-up moments. But what does, that, what, what does that tell you? Or, on the other hand, and you see it in the Montreal media, um, the overzealous, the, the pandering uh, coverage, the, the you know, I'll stroke you if you stroke me kind of thing, so that those are the folks, those are the media members who get the leaks um, or the exclusives from, from the Canadians and the but not giving you um, accurate information, giving you the information that the team wants to get out there. Um, and, and and not willing to challenge decisions made by the organization. No, no, no. And until, you know, the, 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 the GM and the coach are the best there is until the next one, <laughs> the next one shows That's up. Right. Uh, and it's, 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 uh, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. And it doesn't do anything for fans. It's why, you know, we, We've always talked about here at Rocket Sports on whether it's on the website, whether it's on our podcast, whether it's on Habs Hockey Report on our YouTube channel. We have always talked about how we do things a bit differently um, because we are independent media. We are not uh, rights holders of the Montreal Canadiens, so we don't need to bend the proverbial knee to necessarily, you know, only report the things that the team would want reported or only, you know, not challenge decisions and so forth. And so, yes, sometimes, maybe a lot of times, we have a different view of things because we're trying to present it to our listeners and readers and viewers as objectively and intelligently as possible, not just hopping on whatever fan or media bandwagon happens to be going around. You see this happen a lot um, with interviews, with with whether it's post-game scrums or just interviews in general, press conferences, um, you see how something gets said and a journalist will take just a snippet of that, type it out on Twitter completely out of context, and it blows up and becomes clickbait. Um, and then that becomes the narrative when it's twisting what someone actually said. Or sometimes, you know, you'll you'll have journalists, and I'm not just talking just in Montreal, I'm talking in general, uh, you know, who who maybe don't really read in the full context of what a player or a coach or a GM is, is saying or not saying in their response or not really watching their body language as much, or, you know, we do a lot of that here at the press zone and, and at Canadians connection, we play a lot of audio for you and then we dissect it and try to give you a to Z what they're saying, what we can provide an educated guess about uh, regarding kind of reading in between the lines of what they're saying, or even pulling off of experience of just uh, having, having listened to this person respond year after year after year, you can kind of understand what they really mean or, or facial expressions and so forth. Or if it's guys in the AHL that we've had off the record conversations with that we kind of understand a bit of the scope. So we do a lot of that kind of breaking down to really help people understand because we don't want any, there to be misinterpretations of what people say because we don't feel that that's fair journalism. It's not fair to fans. It's not fair to the people who are being interviewed. Um, and so continuing once again, the Winnipeg uh, theme here, 
Sarah Orleski's first uh, first piece of content that she's put out for the Winnipeg Jets is a sit down one on one interview with Mark Shifley. And she asks him a question right off the bat. We're going to play you a clip here. It's a it's a it's a little over a minute, so it's a little longer than our normal clips, but I think you'll get a lot out of it. She asks him a question and his answer to me is fascinating and for me, and, and this is for Habs fans, whether you love or hate Mark Shifley, we understand there's history there because of the because of the playoffs a couple of years ago. And then Jake Evans, yeah. Right. So set that aside for just a moment. And his answer is fascinating because for me, it is it's the epitome of explaining exactly why we go to the trouble that we do here at Rocket Sports to be true to what people are trying to say in a press conference. And I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't know if based on your final media availability, whether or not we would see you back here as part of the Winnipeg Jets. You certainly um, you know, created a lot of headlines with your comments. Were you confident that you were always going to be back as a Jet? I, well, I was until I you know, saw the, the, the media disaster that came from it I like you know when I was when I was saying my comments it was it was kind of strange how so many people took it in such a different way you know first of all I started I started off the I started off the question that I was asked by saying I love it here you know I've been here for 10 years it's been an amazing community it's been amazing to me and I want to be a Winnipeg Jet and then everyone seemed to, to just start recording after I said that so it's kind of one of those one of those things that I was confident I was going to be around. I, I, I knew there was going to be some hard questions to be asked on, on my part to to management in terms of you know the direction of the team. And I know I know a lot of the guys were you know kind of all in the same boat. You know the last couple of years haven't gone as planned, especially last year. And um, you know I, I was confident I was coming back until I saw all, all those all the media headlines. And then all of a sudden it's you know I'm getting traded and you know who knows where I'm going and all all that stuff. So it was kind of one of those. The way the media takes things, but you know that's life. You know I was probably I was probably a little too honest. Um, you know than I usually am. I'm usually just the cliche monster when it comes to the media. But you know I'm a guy that you know loves to talk hockey, and you know that's kind of what I wanted to you know you know get some answers in is is to talk hockey with with management and see what's happening. It's something that I think about each and every day. And you know I was I was confident I was coming back literally until those until the the headlines started. It's fascinating. Um, and obviously, you know, it's something that we talk about. That was a very, un- it, it's, it was a direct question uh, mm-hmm. to an important matter. And, and Jets fans, it's something they want to know about. And done professionally. But, but presented in a very unthreatening manner. Yep. Uh, not, not accusatory. It was just, it, it just, you know, re- respond to this. And, and, uh, she was comfortable asking him. He was comfortable with her asking that question because they ha- they have, um, you know, she's done this. She's been with the Jets for, for so many years, covering them, uh, that that there was a, a sense of comfortability there. He was comfortable with her and uh, knew the, the way she presents questions. And it's, you know, it's why we try to establish relationships uh, in interviewing with with uh, prospects, um, because typically, uh, you know, you do have to read between the lines. When when two players say they can say exactly the same thing, but we have we've known them for a long time, so we have a baseline. We know what their normal answer is. We know if something's 
out of normal. We know if their body language is, is uh, a bit odd on the day. And, and I, I think that's what, what happened here. You know, I, I, I hate the exit day interviews. I really do mm-hmm. uh, because the, the media try to make too much of it and, and, and typically try to project ahead. And these are guys who have just come off in the Jets case. It was a tough season as a disappointing season, a season where they didn't achieve what, what they were expected to. Uh, and they're not thinking about anything beyond being upset that they're, they don't get to play hockey the next day. Mm-hmm. That's all they think about. And, and um, and 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 journalists are trying to to read in and 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 put out that next story about the future about a next year's team and that isn't where guys are that isn't where their their mindset is um, so I think there's you know as he said he's better off being the cliche, cliche monster. monster yeah <laughs> that that interview that that we always hate and that's the unfortunate thing for me that's. That was the that was the part of his clip here that made me sad because we talk about that all the time is that people, fans and media members complain about the guys who just come out and spit out cliches. But they also don't understand that the reason why that happens is because when they do give an honest answer, as Shifley said that he did in this case, what they say gets completely twisted and turned into something else. Mm-hmm. And so they have no trust that if they give an honest answer, that it's not going to be turned into some, you know, big headline splash. And as he said at the beginning of his clip there, he said, oddly enough, no one seemed to pay attention to the first part of my answer, which was, I love it here. I love Winnipeg. I can't wait to be back. Blah, blah, blah. He said, and then it seemed like after I'd said all of that, then they started recording. And that's, again, that's an unfortunate disservice that some slash many media members do, they take the meaty part of a quote. And sometimes what they leave out is just as important. But if fans don't have, not every fan is going to sit and listen to every single press conference from start to finish. Many of them will just look for the quotes that are provided to them by the media. And if the media doesn't provide them with accurate, full quotes giving full context of what is said, then their readers and listeners and viewers will have a completely skewed perception of what that person in the interview actually said. And we saw that with Shifley. The headlines for weeks were uh, Shifley's going to get traded. He's going to be a problem child in the locker room. He doesn't want to be in Winnipeg. He wants out. And here we hear him talking about how none of that could have been farther from the truth. Um, was he frustrated? Sure. Were there things that he was going to need to ask management about the the direction that the team was going in? Sure. But that didn't mean that he was, you know, that there was, there was this big issue hanging over the locker room. Something similar happened uh, with Max Pacioretty a couple of weeks ago and uh, an interview that he did. And we saw on social media that Max Pacioretty trashes the Vegas Golden Knights, um, and and why we on the Canadians Connection a couple episodes back played the entire clip uh, to put it in context. Uh, he was on the uh, Chris Nyland's podcast. He didn't say anything like that at all, um, and uh, it, it it's it's unfortunate that um, I, I you know rather than getting at the story, rather than getting there's all of this posturing there. The media have 
have kind of looked to other sports uh, and seen how adversarial the the athlete um, uh, journalist relationship. If if you're watching or if you've watched the Formula One series, <laughs> the relationship between them, the media and the the drivers and and principles is just brutal. It's vile. Yeah. It's just awful. It's vicious. Um, and I think that you know. It's a competitive business, so some of some of the the, the hockey media are seeing that and and thinking, okay, that's how I can I can get some attention. That's how I can get some attention on Twitter um, and go that route. And it's just it's it's ugly, and it 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 doesn't lead to to truth or or um, you know an accurate picture of things. And and uh, it, it's really unfortunate the way it. Um, spun out of control there for for Mark Shifley. As as here's, you know, we talked about advice on last week's Canadians Connection podcast. Here's a tip for anyone who's aspiring to be in sports media when it comes to interviewing. You will always get the best answers, the best content, and the best conversations out of interview subjects who you have earned their trust by being honest, objective, and respectful to them as well. You establish that kind of uh, rapport with a player or a coach or a GM or whoever it is, and you the, the material they will give you will always be gold, and it will be it will be much better than any of the other clickbait that comes out for people just trying to make a name for themselves. And you know what? They'll also give you a lot of information uh, not, off the record. Not fit, yeah, exactly. Um, so it 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 makes sense. To be good to people, be nice, be fair, be honest, be objective. Um, that's all uh, the, the media members uh, should. They, media members who make themselves part of the story uh, are, are doing it wrong. That's right. If you like the way that we do it here at Rocket Sports, um, and if you if you like our, uh, you know, kind of our philosophy of professional journalism, honest, objective journalism uh, that wants to, you know, be truthful and, and have fun and be fair. Um, again, I will direct you to last week's episode of the Canadians Connection podcast. Rick and I talked extensively about some openings that are available in Rocket Sports Media uh, for allhabs.net, our main flagship website. Uh, And so if you are interested in in sports journalism and would like to learn more about how you can get involved with Rocket Sports and what we do here for this upcoming season, uh, go to uh, canadiansconnection.fm and listen to last week's uh, podcast episode. There is full details there on how to do that. And then just head over, once you've listened to that, Head over to the Join Our Team uh, page on allhabs.net and fill out an application because now is the time to get those in for this coming season. That's right. Um, also, just a quick reminder, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I host a weekly show, Habs Hockey Report, there every Thursday. And we've got so many people. It, it's just the amount of growth that we've had on the YouTube channel and how many people are watching that show every week has just been astounding. The show's only a few months old. Uh, and we've we've just we keep we keep breaking records for the show uh and and just getting all sorts of new viewers we want you to be part of that too um, before the season even starts so head over to youtube.com slash all habs and hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you're made aware every time a new video comes out uh be sure to check out the canadians connections newest podcast that comes out this saturday hosted by rick and michael spinella 
And we will see you back here again next Tuesday for another great episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.